0: PWO, 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 I think it's
1: a spoiler there. On, it's the start of the week. Uh, how's it
0: going? <sighs> Good. Yes,
1: you can. All right. I'm just over here switching blades.
0: Ah, we, as always, I'm your host, Matt. Uh, we got the Dean of Old School, D. White. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Godfather, Ryan Coddington.
1: Always switching blades.
2: Uh,
0: the and, man and, and rocking an original PWO shirt, Jeff Hitman Hall.
2: you with the switchblade. That,
0: that is not the PWO slogan, but okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and as always, back by popular Demand, it's Pat. So, that's right
1: um, you don't you don't get a last name or a, a nickname and, uh, look, popular demand people know who
0: seconds. you happy birthday dan Housen. Uh, oh my <laughs> gosh <God sighs> man. you gotta, man. Gotta, <sighs> be this. gotta be on the show and someone's yeah we lost Pat. great um pat yeah oh yeah that's fair hey man look gotta gotta <laughs> wish people happy birthdays and we do have to send our condolences and our best wishes to the family of xavier that was mm. that was intentional in oh, your drive. Way too soon, to mm-hmm. gone way too soon. Hope everything. Uh, hope his family yep. does well. And it's not easy losing someone. Yeah, that young, sure. two The second Ring of Honor heavyweight champion, as I recall. Yep. yep. Oh. yep. Man, lobbying go on there, but that'll have to be another another countdown. It's Monday. It's your start of the week. Um, and there's a, a kind of good bit of news today. I don't know if anyone's gotten to see the script yet. but oh, I might have seen it. Breaking, breaking down some walls here. Uh, we got a lot of reports. We have a Thunderdome that's being built or is built. Um, we have uh, New Japan coming on Friday. We need to talk about Stance. Uh, some mm. comments from Rusev. Um and uh top ten tonight. Real emotions in pro wrestling. Let's oh. get firing because we
1: gotta get to these lists, man. Yeah, yep, we do.
2: We do. So, Thunderdome.
1: Thunderdome. Don't Dome. waste your time on they, stupid stuff. Yep. <laughs> Please. I've been waiting Thunder two Dome. weeks now for this for this list.
2: I just <laughs> have one thing to say to Dwight. Dwight. They're building a cage of steel. I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, the, well, of course, to talk about when that came out and they were called a Thunderdome, I mean, at least looked up the movie. I was like, well, they've got to put a cage in it. It looks just like the movie from, you know, beyond Thunderdome. And then they someone sneaks out a, a photo of them building it. And, oh, my God, <laughs> it's going to be a Thunderdome. At least that's what it looks like what's laid out on the floor. That's all so am saying. So, at least they actually, right.
4: so they actually showed what it like, did. it leak or did it
3: It leaked. It, it came out. Leaked, re- yeah. On Wrestle Talk, I think when I mean, I, we released a picture. For does it does it what? look anything
1: like the um the you know like Red Asylum that why,
3: you know, I, TNA
5: had? Why it's do like, I, look?
3: It's pre-production. It's all laying on the floor in the photo. You can find it online of what leaked. Um, but it looks like it's going to be round. That's all.
5: Why,
4: why do I feel like Vince saw the California Love video for the first time and they just like bought that set
5: and that's what I it's going to
4: be or, or it's going I was
3: going to say, or it's the uh, uh, Scorpion's Rocky Like a Hurricane video. Go look it up. <laughs>
5: <That's>
3: hey, a- <laughs> guys, we're making fun
0: of this, but we do have to mention Kevin That's Dunn, one, part of this this press release on this one, saying that this is going to be uh, more production value than we've seen. It's going to be on par or better than WrestleMania. It's going to feature drones. When there's entrances, you're going to feel a part of it. Oh, boy. Is this, is this for the pay after huh? SummerSlam? This is for SmackDown. This is for SummerSlam. This is for Raw and SmackDown. The next one. Oh, so Playback. ThunderDome is the new permanent... It's while they're in the Amway Center.
4: Yep. Are, are they ah. going to do Underground in the ThunderDome? Uh, we don't Tonight, know. We'll find out. Is, is it, is it going to be the Thunder Down Under? Only if it's in a VR experience that I can pre-order. Uh,
0: man, this is, is N- this is. is NXT uh, staying at full sale? NXT yeah. is staying at full sale.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this they got is, cooked. Hey, okay. no, if I, I, think, uh, if I uh, may, NXT
0: is uh, not
4: yeah. going on a pose this Wednesday. You're the minor. No, no
0: AEW on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And
1: everybody's gonna flip their lid when you know they beat you know Dynamite by you know, 800,000 because there's nothing else on. There's nothing else to compete against it.
4: Yeah. Well, um, the start of the NBA playoffs is this week.
3: Oh, I hope they get crushed.
4: It they won't may. happen. It won't. They may. He, he
3: hey, I, I was going to go mean. back. If you say Ke- Kevin Dunn had lots to say about it, if Kevin Dunn's part of it, it you know, the, all those drone cameras will look like this.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. Have you, it. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that video of the chair of uh, the chair shots? I think it was Seth Rollins, and he was on the stage. There's the cameraman just
2: yeah, with the yeah. camera.
1: I
3: like. Why do you think that's good? Why? And You switch cameras like at every time when you switch cameras, yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, let's let's get uh, off of that. We got other stuff to talk about. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's let's take a quick stop here and talk about the horrifying thing that happened to Sony Deville this weekend. Uh, this guitar. Uh, what? Yeah. Why? Hey, is,
3: is there a certain member of our uh, wrestling uh, community, fan community, who works at a guitar store, eerily reminiscent as, uh, as the guy that got arrested at Sonny Deville's house? I'm just oh, no. oh, saying. Yeah. Did you see the picture?
5: Did you see the picture? I
4: love him. I'm not accusing <laughs> him of anything. I'm just talking about the resemblance. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Have you seen this guy, Pat? Did Jim Montgomery try to abduct <laughs> <him to develop? laughs> <No, laughs> his doppelganger? No. His <laughs> doppelganger. Did, did they actually try to abduct her? Like, what is... I, I, I only saw the headline on this. H- so Have you seen the guy, things. Pat? I, I, no.
1: Okay. I've got to find this guy. Okay.
3: The guy breaks into her house with, uh, with the intention, I guess, with zip ties and uh, tape, all kinds of stuff. Her alarm goes off when he cuts the screen door. She and someone else leave and then the cops show up. He's in her house and gets arrested. He confesses his plan to kidnap her to the police. That's where it is.
0: So here's what I want to say. Stand culture. Stop it. Like, there is being a fan and then there is this.
4: Right. Like, so, is was it like? Did he admit that he was just like a crazy obsessive fan, or was this just actually oh, yeah. someone trying to abduct her? Like, that officer?
3: he he stalked her online. He made all kinds of comments in her Twitter page. And okay, so
4: Instagram this this all is all like a yeah. legit stalker well, yeah, case. Hundred percent. Hundred
5: percent. Yeah,
1: and you know, and before we came on here, um, I was scrolling through Twitter and saw that a uh, big swole had. Um, you know, mail sent to her house from fans. Um, so it, it's 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 not just happening to one person. Then when it gets escalated to an incident like this, it kind of you know makes us all kind of take a look at things around us and just makes you shake well, your head.
3: Well, it just ha- you know, there's one thing about social media it makes you think you sort of know someone you don't, um, and and that's I mean, unfortunately, that's that's just not going to go away. I'm just, if I could throw a little old school in here, when I first discovered. Net back in 1992 or 93 when I was in college, it wasn't what it was, It wasn't what it is now, but you could look up people's phone numbers and addresses yeah. and things like that. I Was like one of the first things to do. So me and my buddy found um, Bobby Knight, the uh, former coach of Indiana's uh, home phone number, and gave him a call. Holy smokes! I mean, he hung up on us. It, so it was cool, but
1: isn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> isn't there something called a phone book too? You could use that too. Here's the thing. Well, no,
3: well, yeah, but somebody like that, they don't list their phone number. Unlisted numbers. That's uh, how it
0: unlisted guys. So gotcha. We're getting off topic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll sure we're whoa, staying whoa, on whoa. task here. So, Jeff, these <laughs> are the
4: guys. So, no,
0: one guy
2: is focused. No, the guy next to someone you've been on the guy time for this and, list. And the other guy is someone I sent you just for a practical joke.
4: Uh, that's so, why right. I was asking if this Once was again, one of
0: the guys. It's is now Sony Deville this happened with big swollen Cedric Alexander uh, mm-hmm. Ethan Page of the North of Impact recently said uh, don't a uh, fan sent pictures to his grandmother to have signed by him. Mm. It's crossing the line. All right? Whenever you send mail to
1: Meemaws that's when it crosses
0: the line. Um, just it, I get being a fan, pay to go see them at a meet and greet, uh, go to a show, but right then in the middle of their house calling them, um, nah, nah, man, cut that out.
2: Uh, again, this is why I take everything with a grain of salt. Like, well, fans loved it, yeah, and they're also breaking into people's houses, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. All right.
2: So. And it's short for fanatic. Just throwing that out there.
0: Dave Meltzer said something quite interesting recently. Uncle Dave. Go to Uncle Dave. Uh, Who said uh, virtually everyone in WWE has reached out to AEW about a future in the company. Now, apparently, the sole. the sole difference is Roman Reigns. Alright, of course. Roman Reigns okay. is apparently the only one who hasn't. Braun Strowman has come out and refuted this, uh, saying no, that's fake news.
2: Well, I'm sure Rollins hasn't. He's company mm-hmm. man. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying.
4: You sure? It's true.
0: Um, so uh, immediate reactions.
3: I think it's true. I think I, I would, I don't, I mean, honestly, if you're saying has reached out, I mean, well, that could mean just an off comment, like, Hey, yeah. uh, you know, to look actually looking for a job. And when that many people got released all at once, I mm-hmm. mean, who didn't seem like anyone was safe. So yeah, I mean, that would make sense.
1: Yeah. I it, mean, if I mean, did it specify like during a time period or just in general, because if there's no time period, I mean, this could be at any Point in time, you know, since AEW was born, pretty right. much.
5: And when you bring out so. a
1: statement, when you stand, when, when you put out a statement like that, it's just to put yourself back in the news, and that's what Dave Meltzer does. He puts these bogus, fake news head- headlines out uh, just to put attention back on himself.
4: Now, do you think it's actually bogus, or do you think it's there's truth to it? But no, I can-
1: there's definitely truth to it, but the thing is, you know, when you're so vague about it and you don't give a specific timeline or dates, um, you know, like, oh, over the last couple of months or anything like that, you know, a you know AEW's been, been around for, you know, a year and a half, almost two years now, you know, so, you know, within two years and then, like Matt said with the mass firings, you know, why wouldn't they reach out?
4: Yeah, and, I mean, not to mention, yeah, I mean, that's happened in the last six months, so... Anybody who knows anybody go, you know, could be as simple as, hey, man, if I'm next to get cut, like, mm-hmm. you think there's an opportunity for me? Mm-hmm.
3: And, and also, you know, with the sort of fiasco that COVID testing has been at WWE and AEW doesn't seem to be having that same, or they seem to be on top of it any, a little more anyway.
4: Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, of course, Rollins hasn't made a phone call I'm sure he's
2: one of the two. Well, like he said oh, a couple weeks ago, you just yes, get Roman,
3: Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman were the two that basically says not.
0: No no, you know, no. Apparently according to David Meltzer, Roman Reigns is the only one who didn't reach out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and- but that's that's yeah, but that, that can't be true either. So everybody called and only Roman Reigns didn't. I don't believe that either. Uh. There's, there's gotta be a mix, you know. No, you it's, be be- less it's,
1: people. Be- it's because he's Simone. He's always gonna have a job in, in so- WWE.
4: Melter is yeah. So like you take said, that try mm-hmm. make make news positive news for AV. yes.
0: Sure. Definitely thought it was interesting. Um, so up next, uh, let's talk about some interesting comments made between uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson and Dax Harwood.
5: Mm-hmm. Ooh. So,
0: this uh, this had an interesting. Uh, (laughs) trail here on Twitter. So Carl Anderson had someone respond to a tweet and it showed the click and I believe it was the NWL. uh, Right. Well, the click and oh yeah, no, no, it was the click. Mm -hmm. And Gallows Anderson and Finn Balor um, all too sweet in the middle of the ring. And Anderson replied with one of the biggest missed opportunities in pro wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, and Dax Harwood chimed in, uh, talking about how all the friends got to beat the Revival up, uh, hit all the signature moves, me and Cash left in Gorilla while everyone else high-fives, I punched a brick wall. Building to the future, babe. Um, mm-hmm. And this is this <coughs> is the whole reason Anderson's response is why we're talked about, or talking about this. Killed you guys without even building us. Uh, explicit man, I have so much hatred for five certain people. I'm going to name them soon. Hope you're well, babe. Wrote Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, he also tweeted out, "If they all knew how much they all truly hate each other, I wonder how that would go."
3: Hmm. Yes. It must be
1: a prelude into you know Shawn Michaels' appearance on Raw tonight. Mm.
0: It's oh. Definitely an interesting comment.
3: Are you naming names there, brian Is that what you're doing?
1: Well, Are you I mean,
0: <laughs> the blade always switches. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. So um, we, so so so, do you want us to guess who the five people are, Matt? Is that where you're
0: going? I, I think we all know who the five people are. It's the Click. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah.
5: Okay.
2: Well, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just. <laughs> no, yeah, plus, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, though, and plus, you know, those um, we had. What Scott Demore even got involved a little bit, sort of hyping up that they there might be some working together with Impact and F- FTR, and that's awesome too. Um, as far as that goes, um, as I don't think this is a surprise to anybody. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they're hinting I mean, at things. We all sort of know what he's talking.
2: About. I mean, I mean, there's only a track record of these guys doing whatever the hell they want and burying people and treating people like shit for 35 years now. Um, but nah, but l- like it always is. Nobody cares. You know, it's right. fine. You know, the, it's it's the click doing click things.
4: Yep, got it. Well, at the end of the day. You know, Hall and Nash went down. You know, Hall especially went down a spiral. Nash does anything for money at the end of the day. I mean, that's the bottom line is yeah. this room. And
2: Before Sean he tears Michaels- his quads again. And Shawn Michaels is born again. All right. Hmm.
4: All right, Bret Hart, calm down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Moving on here. Rusev made some interesting comments. Uh, talking about how he actually looked up to Vince McMahon a lot and wanted to learn from him. Um, and at one point, he uh, outsold all of his merchandise, outselling Roman Reigns and AJ Styles. So a faster rate than all of them.
3: Yeah, um, but that wasn't – oh, I'm sorry if you weren't done. I thought No,
0: no. So he responded I – loved, I loved his comment, though, because that, that's such a window to Vince McMahon. There is no way that this went unnoticed. I was number one in merchandise sales, selling more than Roman and AJ. Uh, he revealed – I Said, I always wanted to learn from Vince, he knows a lot. I sit and listen, sir. Okay, if that's what you think, I'm cool with it. I always had everyone on my side agreeing with him about the way I was used on TV. But my second meeting with Vince was about the merchandise sales. I was just a feed a man. I said, Vince, we just sold out all our merch, we'd be Rome, we'd be AJ, we'd be everybody. Vince responded, What do you mean? When I told him the shirt is sold out, he's like, Maybe they didn't make enough, as in they didn't make enough shirts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Rusev responds, Miro, they don't make enough shirts, and that's why my merch is sold out. Not because we're doing good. Really? You're not going <laughs> to give me that excuse? um I never understood it because the more money I make, the more money WWE makes. Busted my explicit to get to the top level, and I'm finally getting close, and I'm just not letting you get to that level, and I don't understand why. They started putting my segments early just so the Rusev Day chance were away. I think, like, what am I here training for? I even started getting to acting classes, worked on my body, working on all the extra stuff. Um, I also just recently reported that apparently Vince McMahon told Rusev that fans are chanting Rusev Day to mock him.
5: <laughs> no,
0: that's
3: the one that got me. I was like, what the heck? <sighs> That's a well, that's clueless be- old. That's a clueless old man right there. Well,
2: well, that's because he should be coming out there with a pooper scooper, like like Vince gave. Yeah. <laughs> like Vince gave mocks.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah
1: and and it just goes to show you how. And this is not a surprise or brand new, fresh news to anyone. It just goes to show you how out of touch Vince is, and that if it's not something that he has created himself, um, that that he will not take any part in the success. He will well, and, continue to push whatever he is created.
3: I think it's worse than that, Ryan. I really do. I think it's a mirror into what I what I've said all along. Vince Man has utter contempt for wrestling fans. He hates mm-hmm. wrestling fans, and it, and so if wrestling fans like something, he may begrudgingly get it over just to exploit it and then run it in the ground, like he did with uh, make a list. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin, for for instance. But it, for this, it's like it just—he's so out of touch.
2: When you so, said that.
3: I mean, we. I mean, you sitting in the arena, you hear the chants. You saw it every week. Oh no! It's like it was. It was so over, and then. Uh, no, they're yeah. mocking you. They're mocking you and buying all your mm. t-shirts because that's what you do when you mock someone is you buy their merch.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
3: What an idiot. Anyway.
0: All right, we got two more things for news, and then we're hitting our list here. So run right through it. burn through it. Uh, as we learned, and I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and put a quick spoiler alert for anyone who might want to avoid it. I mean, it's it's all speculation until it's proven. But uh, so, Oscar earned her number one contendership match, or earned her number one contendership against Sasha Banks on Raw. And on SmackDown, she became the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Title. Both matches set currently for SummerSlam. And there's been the recent confirm, Yeah, that's, that's happened. Oscar's going to face both of them.
2: Uh, um, if you don't, how, how does she wrestled on both? She's going to wrestle on both. So, at there was
0: Summer. a bi-brand a battle royale to determine the SmackDown number one contender. Oscar last eliminated Shayna Baszler.
2: Okay.
4: Why do we
0: keep
2: doing this to Shayna Baszler? Yeah. Why do we keep doing this <laughs> Oscar?
4: Well the super plus. Listen, listen, no, listen, listen.
0: Listen.
2: Okay, listen, sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: This okay, is right. the ru- listen to the rumor. This is the big rumor right now. It's not confirmed, obviously. We can't confirm it. Uh, so payback is not this weekend, it's next weekend. And they've already confirmed that the SmackDown women's tag title, or not the SmackDown women's title, the women's tag titles will be on the line. The word is that Asuka is gonna beat both of them and it's gonna be Asuka four belts. Asuka's gonna about.
2: win
4: the women's tag in a handicap match.
2: Uh, I mean, Matt will mean, be doing gonna, somersaults, but no, I don't no, think no, they're no. well, no, on. Oh, no, you mean they're not Oscar gonna man. put Zia Lee it's with her?
4: terrible decision?
5: I guess.
4: I dude, I, I love Asuka. Sure. Like, I'm an Asuka mark. This is stupid. Listen, I this is a hot take. This is
1: this is putting everything you built your women's divisions to be over the last four plus years, and you're sending it down the pooper. All right, you have talented women on the roster, and yet you're burying them. All right, I I don't understand why we continue to call women up just to have them job out. Or to be eliminated last in you know freaking Royal Rumble, or even the Battle Royal on SmackDown, it just doesn't make any sense why we try to build talent and then we just flush it away. I don't understand. Okay.
4: I don't understand how you can look at how WWE books their women's divisions and complain about AEW's women's division. <laughs> that's right. That's what I don't get. Well, well AEW is I, just bad. I'm, I'm not, WWE's well, isn't. But that's you know what I'm saying. Say, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anyone. Here I'm yeah. saying like the general wrestling audience, yeah, like gives AEW so much shit. But like if you look at it,
5: AEW like,
4: women a chance. But they're I mean yeah. they're kind of they're stuck in an win situation with Statlander and Britt Baker being hurt because mm-hmm. you you only got four women that really can wrestle, and mm-hmm. you can't have them just continually beating each other or continually losing uh, the same people or you bury them. So like well, AEW's well, Doing what they can, but like WWE has the deepest women's division and, a, and the a wrestling pro promotion, and it's the worst booked.
0: Yep. Yeah, oh well, yeah. give
3: this more I'm just it's a WWE trope. I mean, it goes back to the '80s when Hogan was a champion, and you just brought up heels to feed to him to always lose, and so yeah, there's a tie- big, there's
4: a big the alliance to end Hulk, Hulk- Hulkamania. Game. But there's a big there's a big difference between Hulk Hogan, and absolutely Nikki, you know Mickey Cross losing to Sasha Banks. Yeah, Victor Bailey. Is there though? Yes.
3: Oh, absolutely. I, or do or, or do we just decide who the top people are and they stay uh, the top people? Can, That's can, what
4: it is. I mean, in that sense, you're correct. The difference is like, and maybe li- I'm wrong, but you you liked Hulk Hogan. Oh, no, uh, no, no, but no, but ba- oh, right. Ba- ba- right, Bailey Pat. has go like turn off the TV heat. I don't yeah. think she, I don't think she has good heel heat.
0: Not if you ask wrestling Twitter. I uh, know they think. Yeah, she's but be wrestling, Twitter, yeah, but we wants, also just had wrestling Twitter
4: wants. Wrestling Twitter wants Naomi to be a champion, and, and she's won and, one match this and, year, and, and likes the Bellas as as women wrestlers. If you like women yeah. wrestling, it's insulting. To put All the bellas of right. the same breath as any of the workers we have out there right now. Yeah. Those fucking ring rats. That's awful.
0: Said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, coming up this Friday is New Japan Strong. And we have mm. our finals of the New Japan Cup in, the, in America. Any guesses? Anyone know who it is? Yeah, I know who it is. Your finals not, are... Ken- I don't have to get- Versus Dave Finley. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let you guys forget that I called that weeks ago, but I. Dig- no, you no, you called it. Mm-hmm. You did. Um, they're they're super big on uh on Dave Finley for some reason. I don't know. I don't personally see it.
1: Maybe it's to try and get fit fit Finley over to New Japan.
4: Hornswoggle. smuggle.
3: Well, I mean, Dave oh, Finley's not bad. You know, he was he was you know he got hurt. He was, they were kind of gearing him up. Yeah. that, And so, um, you know, let's give him a shot at it. We'll see. I, I think it, it would, it would have been interesting to see what they were, what was going to come of him before he got hurt. But um, I think probably Kent is going to win.
2: That's just fine. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So it'd be so it'd be Kenta f- fin juice wasn't bad either. You know,
0: right. Kenta versus oh, yeah. right. Kenta for the U S title then. And I hope mm-hmm. Kenta sure.
2: kicks his head in. <laughs>
0: Agreed. Um, and also, I guess we're we're getting the return of Jay White. I guess. Hey. Be about. The T-shirt. There's no yeah. The mid card.
4: Jay White.
1: I don't understand everybody's disapproval for jay for for jay white it doesn't Don't matter, understand Ryan, it right Ryan, and, it I matter. That, and i know that and i know that's for another episode because i want to yeah. get to this freaking list yeah, just, my my, right?
4: my only response to you on that is you guys the way you guys talk about kenny and you try and support jay white that kmart version of him come on man stop <laughs>
2: Uh, so I, gonna, the,
3: the, he's he's great value, Kenny Omega.
2: <laughs> no, it, it's no, it, it's not the same. One's a wrestler, and the other one does. Jay White. And, and the other <laughs> like, one's Jay White. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> one's maybe the best wrestler on the world, and the other one's Jay White.
2: <laughs> I, I, please don't do that I, Not not today, please. Jay, let's get to our top ten. Jay, Jay White.
5: Get, hey, Jay let's move
4: on. Jay White is a great mid card wrestler. He's a great mid card title holding wrestler. Upper mid card at worst. At mm. best, ah, uh, this is great. You have Jeff Hardy's career plan at best. Jeff Hardy can go drown himself in friggin' whiskey. Get out of here.
3: Yeah, they got about the same promo skills. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> Spoilers. <alert.
3: laughs> all right,
0: it's getting real dark all of a sudden. All right, I guess we're gonna go into our top ten. Let's uh, roll. You are. Just joining us. I know this was actually shared in our neighborhood uh, group. I got to get ready, man. I got to get ready. It's emotional. Uh, (laughs) uh, Usually every Monday. We didn't last Monday, but usually every Monday. Sorry, Ryan. uh, Top 10. uh, All of us give you a top 10 on a category. This week's category is top 10 emotional moments in professional wrestling, excluding deaths and tribute shows. Right um just because they that could probably take its own top 10 honestly
3: right unfortunately that's true i mean wrestling being what it is it's just been too many of those so
0: and uh nope. i I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys right now my number one kind of blurs the line of that but i'm taking it
3: so well, all right well, well don't yeah and it's I,
4: also I, yeah uh, I have a I have an honorable mention that blurs the line. Me too. Uh, so I'll start if that's cool with everybody. Go for it. Uh, so I have an honorable mention of John Cena announcing the compromise of Bin Laden at the end of Extreme Rules. Ooh. <laughs> uh, when he came back out to announce to the crowd, compromise. That uh, that's that's literally the word we use. <laughs> compromised permanently. Because uh, they mm-hmm. could say killed on Extreme Rules. TV. Yeah. Not ex- too, too extreme a word to use. Wait, it was Extreme Rules or was it Capital Punishment? It
0: extreme, I forget. Extreme. extreme Rules. Okay,
2: okay. all right. Capital right,
0: um, Punishment would have been just so much better. Too
4: perfect, it. yeah. I know. Capital, capital Punishment would have been too
2: perfect.
0: We know watching
4: mm. Raw. We know WWE doesn't book that well, so it couldn't have been. Yeah, that's perfect. true. But, Um, No, but um, it's just a really neat scene, um, and obviously, like, (sighs) moments like that are, you like, you remember as messed up as the U.S. is and all the problems we have, like, we're still the most awesome country in the world, and, Mm -hmm. like, you get behind those USH hits. Um, It was just, it's a really neat moment, and, like, 2011, not a lot of people had smartphones still, so a lot of people were hearing him say it you know, hearing the news for the first time. And we don't have a lot of moments like that anymore with the mm-hmm. way social media is. So that's kind of one of, like, the last great moments that, like, you could tell a, an audience of thousands of people, like, some a major world event happened. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool moment. So that's all, my honorable mention.
0: All right. Who else has honorable mentions? I didn't right.
4: All, right, uh, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. All
0: right. Um, I have five, as always. Um,
1: Vince McMahon <laughs> dies in a limousine explosion. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just a brief glimmer of just hope for us, true wrestling fans, and then at the same time, general concern after their stocks plummet the next day. Um, <laughs> Jerry Lawler's on-air heart attack on Raw, and wait, Michael wait, wait. Cole's emotional—that's a
0: death.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> just because well, he was uh, doesn't mean he didn't, he
1: didn't die. die. He um, That's why I didn't make I the in, list. I was in 2012. Um, Mark Henry's retirement speech on Raw in 2013. Um, Triple H returns eight months after tearing his squad on Raw in 2002. Yep. Awesome. And dude. then um, last honorable mention, and this is just because it wasn't in my time era. I don't remember it. So just going back to watch it, it just didn't hit me the right way um miss elizabeth reunites with Ma with the macho man randy savage at wrestlemania 7 i think um, i i think if it was during my era and i was a little older when that had happened i feel like it would be higher but um i'll, I'll, talk, about late. I'll talk about it later. i'll talk about it i know i know somebody <laughs> will, somebody will get me
5: <laughs> all right
0: white you had an honorable mention for us yeah i got i got a couple of jo- um the King of, King of the
3: Ring, nineteen ninety eight, the uh, Undertaker Mankind match, just uh, just all the emotions, just cringing and everything else. Um, and Magnum TA's car accident when that happened, and especially his return when he came at the Crockett Cup, when uh, when he walked out with the cane and they helped him out. That was, I mean, because he was a top guy, man, and then he was just gone. It was sort of like similar to Edge, except for, I mean, it was, it it was just yeah, he was just over instantly. Um, and then one that I sort of blurred the lines cause it wasn't really a death and wasn't really a tribute. It kind of was a tribute, but, um, I don't know if you remember, but in October of 99, uh, Nitro ran a show, um, at the Kemper arena. It was the first wrestling show post Owen Hart dying. And in, as a tribute, Bret Hart wrestled Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. um, that night, one of the best matches you'll ever see. And yeah, Bret Hart said uh, that you know he want they wanted to put on a match to be worthy of his brother, and it is it is a really good match. So that's that's my those are my honorable mentions.
2: Um, I've got uh, I got Paul Orndorff turning on Hulk Hogan. Oh, that's (laughs) a good one. (laughs) That is a good one. Uh, I got yeah Orndorff turning on Hogan. I got the just the last Nitro um episode in general. You know what I mean. Um, not that it was great by any stretch of the means, but you kind of just didn't know what in the world was going to go on. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, uh, what else do I have? Oh, I have a uh, psycho Sid breaking his leg on WCW oh, Sin. Wow. Oh, I had that. I had that on my uh, uh, you know, yes. I just watched it live. So, you know, I remember my mom screaming, like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, my, my mom, had, you know, uh, his, uh, his leg looked broke. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes, because mom. it is. <laughs> Yeah, um,
4: I know you did wrestling just... fake, but
1: <laughs> yeah, referee's <laughs> but... discretion. Spoiler alert: that is not on the network. Oh uh, no, no, it's gone. It's gone. And yeah. uh, I also yeah, the pay per view is on kind of the bad network, bad. but they but they it's, cut away to cut. something completely different, and then they yeah. just go back to the ring, and his leg, the bottom like third of his leg is just hanging there, like you know, you're why, like why would like, they show
4: fishing. why would they show that but not yeah. the break? Well, looking at it, just oh, like. But looking, looking at it like just flopping is worse to me. That like, <laughs> as some as someone who has blown an ankle out and seen their ankle oh. flop like that, the flopping That's is part the, of the worst whole thing. That's the worst part. That's, That's right. part of the whole thing. He ate the pin. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He oh, ate God. the pin in that match. I don't remember yeah. that. That's awful. Yeah. and
3: you know, until <laughs> until I saw uh, Anderson Silva against Chris Weidman, that was yeah, the we thing.
2: worst thing I'd man. ever seen. Right. Okay, let's go. Let's go. All right, let's go. All let's roll.
0: Right. I'm going to start it off. I got number 10. This is a personal one. I'm ready to accept the criticism. Miz winning his first WWE title.
4: Oh, my gosh. That's on my list, too. It's
2: fine. No, no, I mean, this list, oh is, what no, this list yeah, is what it means to you. No, this list is what it means to you. That's true. That's
5: I mean, uh, true. For, and
0: for me, and I'm sure Pat's going to say something very similar, like Miz is the equivalent of longtime wrestling fan. Gets in the business, makes the dream come true. Like he's no, if, he's no Mikey Jeff Hall Somehow, suddenly made it to AEW and win their world title. Jeff Hall winning the world title is gonna be number one on my list. <laughs> <laughs> John, right. D's already putting the work in. Trying to. All right, uh, Pat. Go ahead and give me your number ten.
4: My number ten is uh, one that put butts in seats. It was Mankind winning the WWE Championship after uh, Shivani spoiled it mm-hmm. for Raw. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a cool moment. Good for Mick Foley. I'm not even a very big Mankind fan, uh, but that was a big moment. And it was the turning of the tides of the Monday Night Wars. So
5: mm. Here we go.
0: Jeff, hit us with the number one. Number ten.
2: Uh, number ten again. This list is what it means to you. Um, number ten is Macho Man Randy Savage getting bit by a cobra, a venomous cobra by <laughs> Jake the Snake <Disney laughs> Roberts. <laughs> God, that's so good. Hey, listen, you can call it what you want. Um, mm-hmm. When you're watching it as a baby boy, <laughs> I mean it, it. It it's real to me. Damn it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know he he, well, that gets, cobra, uh, that cr- he bit him well, for real. I can tell you the backstory off air, but, but he, uh, um, he, you know, he bit him and he gets up and he looks like he's, you know, he's all wobbly and he can't fight. And I mean, you can hear a damn pin drop in that place.
0: Yeah. All right. Ryan, number 10, um, WrestleMania 30, uh,
1: 2014. That is Brock Lesnar breaking the undertaker's undefeated streak. Um, Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of dislike for the undertaker on this show. Um, I'm half, half only because there is a mark for him. Um, but, um, I didn't think in my lifetime that, you know, the undertaker would, would have his streak broken at that point in his career. It should have been broken the year before with with a, with a CM Punk. Um, but it wasn't, um, but just one, one, once they got (laughs) the one, two, three, Agree to disagree. Um, once, once he counted the three, um, you could hear a pin drop. Like nobody thought that out of all people on on the roster, that it would be Brock Lesnar um, breaking breaking the Undertaker streak. Oddly enough, is the most
0: believable person to beat him. Right.
3: True. All right. Yeah, you're
0: right. D. White number ten.
3: Okay, of course, mine's not going to be a 10. Uh, I did mine a different way, like I always do. I have gimmick lists. That so I got, two, I got two lists of five, because you said emotions, and I couldn't talk about people dying. I went with anger, like the things that really made me angry, and then the things that just made me jump up and down in front of my television. So I sort of went with excitement, happiness, and anger, revulsion, sort of thing. So I'm gonna, So I don't end on a bad note. I'm going to end. I'm going to start with the bad. So, number five uh, for the things that really, really, really made me mad was when Pat Lilly walked in and told me <laughs> that, the, that Goldberg was going to be the
5: <laughs> <laughs> And just,
3: oh, don't even, don't even want to talk about it. It's just the revulsion. And I, could, I just, it was like all hope had been lost. Honestly, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Pat.
4: So, I will start number nine because nine, eight, and seven are my anger ones. Okay. Uh, Number nine is all of the horrible matches WWE has put on during COVID. Uh, (laughs) Specifically Money in the Bank and the Street Profits Viking Raiders dumpster fire match. Okay. Um, They're horrible. I hate them. And that's all I have to say about mine.
0: I'll go ahead and go at nine, um, and I'm ready for the coughs now. It's Kofi winning the world title at <laughs> WrestleMania, and it's it, that moment is incredible. But it's the video of Dad and MVP crying right as like the three hits. Oh,
4: yeah. I told Matt this should be disqualified because I think. Chad being dead makes that more
5: emotional.
4: No, I disagree because, because
1: just the fact that even you have MVP there on his own and he's reacting to it, um, I, I, I think for as long as he's been in wrestling, that meant a lot to
0: him. I would think that if this one gets disqualified, my number one definitely does. Oh, okay. No, I, don't,
1: I, I, think, I, I think you're good.
0: All right, Ryan. Him I was, number
1: nine.
3: I, I was going to guess that yours is going to be like Jinder Mahal wins the world title too. Is that going to be one, Matt? <laughs> no.
1: <Next. laughs> I don't no have Jinder on my
4: list, unfortunately. No but one I, should hinder Jinder. At number
1: nine, from two thousand and two, WrestleMania eighteen, uh, The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, and and I think the and I think the atmosphere of of the Canadian crowd um just boosted this match up and made it what it is today um the match itself is is fine it's good um but i think just the double turn that the crowd forced and then you just see hulk just hulk up and just get back to his you know yellow and red stripes there um it was just a really just great visual to see the match progress um and it's definitely one of my favorite WrestleMania matches to go back and watch.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Jeff, number nine.
2: Uh, my number nine is CM Punk in 2005. His last uh, ring of honor match against Colt Cabana. Oh, mm-hmm. um, okay. Um, knowing that he was going to go um, to WWE and for him kind of being like, uh, well, him and Nigel, to be honest, but being like the, if one indie guy is going to make it like, you know, and, you know, air quotes, um, him, you know, and then saying how he, you know, he was going to sign for WWE, and then he heel turned, and then signed the, the contract in there on the, you know, in there in the ring, and then everybody gave him shit for it, and only for him to kind of just go like completely one eighty like out the door. It was um because you didn't know you didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, it was, how he, was pretty how good. Did he,
4: how, how did that match end?
2: He went out on his back. Patrick, that boy.
4: There you go. And a two out of three falls match.
2: Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Dwight, I'd say number nine, but I think yours is a different list than mine.
3: Yeah, so it's gonna be Versus my this is my this is gonna be the, the the positive five. So number five on the positives, um kind of got me in the fields big time. I could watch it over and over again, and that's um a combination of Diamond Dallas Page's intro, but then Jake Roberts' Hall of Fame speech in twenty
5: fourteen.
3: Yeah. Um oh my gosh, he had the entire crowd at once this silent when he was talking about sort of all that he had gone through and everything, just being a huge mark for him anyway as a kid. But that Hall of Fame speech, man, that got me right in the feels. So, yeah, Jake, Jake Roberts, Hall of Fame And then, of course, Dime Dallas Page gave like a 15-minute intro, um, which, yeah. was also, which was also amazing. And knowing that those two guys have been such close friends forever, it was, it was, a, it was an awesome, that, that, that whole moment. All
0: right. Now we're on to number eight. Ryan.
1: Yep. Um, I'll piggyback off of Jeff. Uh, CM Punk's last match in Ring of Honor versus Cole Cabana. Uh, Ring of Honor Punk, the final chapter in 2005
2: for all the same reasons.
0: All right. Jeff,
2: number eight. Yes. Um, Number eight. uh, Again, this list is my list, you know, and for different reasons, we all have our own list. Um, Number eight probably could be a number one. Um, It's Eddie and Benoit at WrestleMania 20. Um, 2004 just because of uh, you know just everything you know what, what what you know well i guess we didn't know what was going what was coming down the pipe but um you know just the glass ceiling and those two guys being wcw guys and wcw guys being built like they weren't good enough you know what i'm saying and for both of those guys not to be um you know triple h or rock or like you know just huge guys like you know physically um and to get there, to get all the way to the pinnacle with your work rate and, and your hard work was, you know,
5: was great.
0: All right. Pat, you good? Are you need a minute?
4: Yeah, I'm good. I just working from the deck here. Sorry. No, it's getting getting darker out here. My uh, number eight to continue the string of anger is Seth Rollins killing the fiends push with a mallet. Mm. <laughs> um... The mallet itself was stupid. The ending uh, was stupid. The booking was stupid, and it is everything that WWE has become being, being known as. Now.
1: I think you missed the red lighting part of that entire match.
4: That made you lighting. felt like
1: that you were made you felt like that you were playing Virtual Boy.
4: All over again. Uh, I, uh, I don't even want to talk about it any more than I have to. When I don't want to talk about Seth Rollins.
0: Share a tweet more than him. I have to. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go next because my number eight is uh, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes at Double or Nothing. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, man. Made you a believer and God made you an AEW fan. Yeah, for sure. Just for that promo alone about killing. I don't
1: the- need a partner.
0: I no,
5: no,
0: brother. No, I <laughs> I'm not
5: here. I'm not letting you I'm retire
0: to kill the attitude. error.
4: that that, <laughs> that, that Cody that. Rhodes promo, the, both of the the natural promo too, where he was killed, like where he killed Goldust. Mm-hmm. Went back to the natural. That was uh, like we talk about the Cody promo, but that that Dustin promo band was was really good mm-hmm. too.
0: All right, Dwight. Uh, four. Okay,
3: yeah, number four on my anger list. Mm. Okay, the things that really made me angry, and you all know because it's legendary, but you don't know unless you watched it happen live after just paying twenty nine ninety nine on your cable uh, bill to watch the Montreal screw job, like I did, <laughs> and to watch it happen live cause, because it it wasn't just that because because I got the dirt. I I was a subscriber. Well, I watched it live. The PW Torch, and so I knew it was. I knew Bret Hart was leaving. It was not a mystery, but the way that ended up, and I'm going to tell you, what my initial feelings when I saw it happen was I knew Shawn. Sean Shawn was in on it. I could tell by the look on his face. I was like, that is the fakest shocked face uh, yeah. I've ever seen in
0: my life. It's the greatest swear, work in professional wrestling. Swear yeah. to God, I had no
4: idea. Yeah,
0: right. And so, I remember and
2: then, my. I, I remember my dad like yelling like <laughs> he was like. Oh man, they effing screwed him. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like my my dad, like my dad was like, huh? Like you know, like just couldn't believe. Not that he couldn't believe it, but it was like they like, like they actually did it. Like you know what I mean?
3: Right. And so it was, so the, it was yeah, good. The, it, and I was and I and I was angry that I paid I paid my hard earned
0: money to watch it. All right, I'm gonna go next year. This is seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Uh, seven. I have. A promo that I was not alive for. It is
5: Uh-oh.
0: hard times, baby. Oh, you, you, <laughs> hard you mean hard yeah, times, daddy? Hard times, daddy? Hard um, times
3: in this nation.
0: That might be number one on a very different list that we should do sometime soon. But mm-hmm. um, hard times, man. That one, that one hurts me, and I feel mm. that one emotionally.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there ain't nothing it, like There ain't nothing like working a job for 30 years And they're giving you a watch And they bring your computer in and take your place, daddy
4: See, <laughs> It might be the My
0: mom greatest, My mom comes to mind
4: immediately It might be the greatest wrestling promo of
5: all time
2: It's it's up there I can it tell might, you right uh, now we,
4: we could have some serious arguments Put your hand out <laughs> It's touching yeah. my hand. Yeah. You
2: yeah. feel that? Yeah. We,
4: we, we watched that today before the show Yeah 36 years later. And
5: it's
2: John, you get a John Wayne name drop. Yeah,
0: oh my God. <laughs> uh, Pat, you're talking. Give me a number seven. Uh,
4: my number seven, I cheated. It is everything Goldberg has done upon his return. <laughs> um, this is my last anger one. Um, this is
2: heal. Heal it the, up. The, the,
4: the, <laughs> the, the special moments, uh, Dwight already said, The Fiend, but also... Um, you know, he did the Kevin Owens, too, and, and we forget about that, and that sucked just as much. Um, like, that dude coming back and winning any world titles is a joke. That guy sucks. I hate him almost as much as I hate Seth Rollins. I wish, I, <laughs> I wish that they would both <laughs> go away forever.
5: <laughs>
3: okay. <sighs> and seven – all right, I'm gonna jump in for my number seven, and so, or, or, or off my huge things that I really enjoyed list. Okay, um, and this is April thirteenth of nineteen ninety-seven. I also paid my hard-earned money um, from from working uh, from two to midnight at a uh, home for troubled youth to watch the first ECW pay-per-view, Barely Legal. And I watched a 53-year-old Terry Funk win a triple threat match <laughs> with Stevie Richards and the Sandman, which gave him the opportunity to go against Raven for the ECW world title and defeat him for the ECW. And, you know, the, you're talking about, like, I saw Terry Funk when I was a little kid. He was wrestling. You know? He was a world champion, like, when I was, like, in kindergarten. Oops. And so he's been around. But but just, the like, the sympathetic character that he played in ECW was just, you know, I mean, he was the babyface of baby faces, and Raven was. I mean, it was just so improb- improbable at the time.
2: It was um, complete opposite, you know, but it's great.
3: And you and I watched, and of course he had to win the tri- you know the triple threat match to get in there to get in it, and and he did and won the title. Of course, if you've seen behind him, you know, behind uh, beyond the mat. Yep. I mean, the, bat, the behind the scenes of that match is in there too. It was a great moment. Terry Funk, uh, barely legal ninety seven.
0: All right, and. Ryan, now you're number seven. Cool.
1: Um, 2011, uh, TNA Victory Road, Um, Sting versus Jeff Hardy. Um, This one hits me a little. Yeah, this one hits me a little harder um, only because, you know, if you're not fit to compete, you need to eat the bullet, figure Mm -hmm. out a different exit strategy, and not waste ten minutes of the day pay pay per view, which I paid for, and that even pissed me off more. Mm-hmm. Um but you have but you have Bischoff come come out and just stall like, oh it's a no disqualification. Oh, but I'm gonna make this fair. And just stalling for God knows what reason. And then you can obviously tell from the jump. It takes a it it, it takes Jeff a minute to get out from you know from you know behind the curtain, he's he's freaking stumbling down the rockway. It's so sad to watch, and I know he's had his problems, and it's and it's pretty appalling that in 2020 WWE is putting him in another alcoholic storyline um, where he's having a bar fight. Um, I think I think it's disgusting, and I think it's appalling, um, okay. but it's probably on the same plane as TNA management letting Jeff Hardy wrestle drunk and high off of his butt. Um, and then the fact that fans are chanting refund and staying agrees. He's like, yeah, I know. And that's exactly what they did. It forced a company to give a full refund to everybody
2: that bought
0: it. Yep. Mm. All
5: right,
0: Jeff, seven.
2: Uh, my seven, uh, it comes from 1999. It's a Nitro, and as much as guys listen, as much as I love me some Hulk Hogan, um, if you want to talk about just the crux of night, if you, the crux of WCW and you know nepotism, um, it is the finger poke of doom. <laughs> uh, I remember my dad just being livid. You know what I mean? I mean just being absolutely livid. Um, and I, you know, I just remember watching thinking like, you know, because I hated Nash. I couldn't, I still can't stand Nash, but yeah. like, you know, it, it just, it reminded me of maybe like a pre, um, I mean, not AEW because that's terrible, but like, you know, just, just guys smoking and joking with their friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's, that's just kind of what it was and that's fine. But when that bleeds out, you know, like you know into a storyline maybe but when it bleeds out on national television with an angle and like you know like we'll just do this because it'll be funny yeah well if it's five of you guys riding in a car to the show yeah it sounds like a good idea there but when it's you know two million eyes on on the product doing it that's another thing And that was just absolutely absurd and absolutely terrible
4: it's funny how that went over and they didn't complain or say anything about it. But then when Russo sent Jeff Jarrett out to do the same thing, Oak mm-hmm. got on the bike and buried it.
3: Well, no, yeah. it got buried. Um, is it, remember, can I,
4: that was a part of the plan.
3: Right. Well, yeah. Hey, are we on to the next number? Because I want to jump in if we are. Yes. Start it up. Six. Six. All right. So this is my number three for the things that pissed me off the most. And it's the finger poke of doom from January 1999.
2: <laughs> where, me and where, where, the same person. I keep telling I, I,
3: you. Oh, uh, that's true. I, that's true. Where I, I had I had this little cushy baseball that I won at the Claw at Kings Dominion. I was <laughs> and I, I grabbed it, threw it at the television.
2: I uh, did. I was. It's, did the I stuffing was, come out of it?
3: <laughs> we, no, it didn't. And I and thankfully I didn't break my television because I couldn't afford to buy another one. But let me just say, yes, that. Oh my gosh, don't even I you already said all needs to be said, but it was the most insulting thing yeah. of a wrestling fan I've ever seen.
4: I will go next because this is my stretch of uh amazing WCW moments. Um and at six uh it is finger with you. It is three, no. Um <laughs> for me, it is when that feud was going on with Kevin Nash, there's a six man tag and Hogan comes back out. He's wrestling with Goldberg and Stig and he comes out in the yellow and red for the first time since the heel turn and Shivani and Heenan, as much as I didn't like Shivani when he was in WCW, uh, him and, and Heenan put it over so perfectly. Um, you know, and of course he goes right back to be in Hollywood. But in that moment, if you were a Hulk Hogan fan, even if you love the NWO, and even though the, the WCW theme for Hulk Hogan is not nearly what the, the WWE theme is, yeah, the, yeah, it doesn't matter when that guitar riff started hitting. And Hogan, Hogan came out wearing the world title in the yellow and red, and he rips his shirt off, and the 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 damn the damn roof on the place explodes because Hulkamania is running wild.
2: You damn right, Pat. It
4: is the apex. <laughs> it is the apex of what pro wrestling is. And hey, and, and and Dwight, can, you, and you can fight me on that.
2: And Dwight, you know what? And he, he's got the red, white, and blue running through his his veins, brother.
3: He's American-made, I heard.
4: He's American-made. <laughs> Which is almost American. an American male. Yeah, uh,
0: American get- male. We're talking about former WCW guys.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Rick Flair's retirement.
5: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't oh,
0: yeah. else
5: I feel. <laughs> no.
2: I mean, now looking back, uh, but like yeah. at the time looking at through those lens, yeah, because it's just everything rolled into one, it's just a lot to unpack. You know what I mean? His his retirement mm. speech was
0: just great. Absolutely yeah. great. All right. <sighs> Ryan. Mm? Six. Um mine comes
1: on the SmackDown following judgment day in two thousand and four, and there's a lot of wishy-washiness about the validity of actually what happened and there is a rumor that this individual died briefly in the ring. Um, But it was Eddie Guerrero's in-ring heart attack um, in 2004 in an episode of SmackDown. Um, There was rumor for a a while that that was where he died which obviously is not true. Um, But um, going back to watch it, it was JBL and the Dudleys um, against Eddie Ray and I want to say Rob Van Dam, and Eddie Guerrero. It, he just got the hot tag and he's working everybody, and then just stops. And you can kind of see him just fall to a knee and then fall to the ground. Um, and uh, I think I think it was Bubba who was the live man. Uh, JBL just tags in and forces the referee to do a quick count. Um, but once Guerrero fell to a knee and fell to his back, there was not a peep to be heard in that other than the quick three count hitting the mat. Um, if you watch Judgment Day where – and this is the one where he where he bladed really deep. Um, you watch that and then watch this back-to-back. It's a miracle he didn't die there because um, it was definitely something going back. You're like, huh. Oh,
5: Yeah.
0: Dwight six.
5: Mm, um, No, I think I already did
3: that one. I started this one off.
0: I was about to say I'm I'm losing track because different numbers. Hmm? Uh, All right, I'm gonna start with number five because it's already been mentioned as an honorable mention. It's by God.
2: (laughs) Jeff, are you sick? I don't think so. Sorry. Okay, so uh, I'll make it quick. Um, My six is Cody Dustin, Double or Nothing, 2019. Um, uh, yeah. Just I need a brother. It, uh, no, because listen, it's it's new. Um, in the fangled of in this time period of modern wrestling, um, to have like a you know mid south feel or you know something like that with, with real life emotions, it's very 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 rare in this wrestling climate that we're in. And if anybody has a brother, you'll understand. Be mm-hmm. a
5: brother. Real,
4: real, real quick, real quick. Yes or no's We can discuss it more. Do you think Dustin intended to actually retire when he was taking his boots off? Or do you think he knew that I need my brother? It was a partner. work.
0: Uh, I've been told that that was not planned.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So it,
0: I, it, I, believe that it didn't. I believe that was retirement.
2: Due to the emotion, it kind of didn't look work. And, and to me, Dustin's kind of old school. So he, I, I'd argue that Cody probably didn't even know Dustin was going to do that. You know what I mean?
4: You know, I, possibly. That's what I think, I don't think Dustin told anybody his intentions. No, or, may, I, I, or, I, or honestly, <laughs> I, I think it wouldn't shock me if he made up his mind in the middle of the match. No, Pat,
2: is, I agree with you 100 percent. I, I, I think both had that uh, both made, made that decision, and obviously they both didn't tell the other. You know yeah. you know what I mean? Huh? Which made it great. Yeah,.
5: Sure.
0: All right. My number five is, by God, he's broken in half. Um, <laughs> and, and I specifically mean Jim Ross Jim Ross's commentary for every horrible thing that happened to mankind there because as I've learned is that Jim Ross doesn't want to be told what so he just calls it on the fly so that was genuine by God Jim literally Ross. thought he was dead
4: <laughs> he I thought he was dead when he went through the cage yeah That was not supposed to happen.
0: (laughs) Uh, Pat, five.
4: Number five is uh, the official formation of the NWO Uh. at Bash at the Beach, the Hogan leg drop on Savage. Um, A lot of mixed emotions watching it live as a kid because I was – right kind of in that age and having an older brother you know having someone four years older than me who was like in the middle of that teenage rebellious stage it was kind of rubbing off on me so like you grew up with hogan as your idol so him becoming the bad guy you didn't really know how to feel but it was the cool hip thing so you immediately kind of latched onto it and loved it Born. so um, mm-hmm. that, that's number five for me right one more
0: WCW for four. Don't worry,
1: don't worry. Ryan. Number five. <laughs> um, already been said once.
4: I'll make it quick.
1: Um, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Um, well, Flair's um retirement match essentially. Um, WrestleMania twenty four in two thousand eight. The only reason it's not higher um, is because this storyline of Vince telling Flair the next match you lose is going to be your last. Um, that had been going since the end of December, early January. So you kind of had the feeling that if it wasn't going to be at the rumble, it wasn't going to, and they weren't going to do it at like a B show. Um, so it had to be at mania. Um, you kind of saw the writing on the wall with, you know, his intro. Um, and then of course, I'm sorry. I love you.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. I want to specify that when I had said that earlier, I mainly meant his retirement speech the night after Mm -hmm. not including his match.
2: I mean, same, 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 you know, yeah, uh, Jeff five, um, my number five is the macho King and Miss Elizabeth. WrestleMania seven, 1991. Mm -hmm. Um, look, uh, macho was kind of, if you didn't, um, Hogan was my guy and Hogan was great. Um, but in ring macho was, uh, uh, um, a, a million times better a million She's times better with charisma here. oh 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 a hundred percent and he kind of was the guy that the that somewhat of the crowd you know the the the, the real fan that you know the not the smart fans were behind and when he got wrapped up with elizabeth <laughs> I, mean, I mean when 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 he got wrapped up with sherry oh, and he started going down you know that road and then he, he had that match with warrior about you know and you know uh it was into his career it just it just was a lot um I mean, uh, I mean, Macho Man kind of really was the the unsung hero of you know, not, I don't know eighties, nineties
4: most w- underrated
2: wrestler of w- all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. WWF mm-hmm. and and he loses that match and Liz comes out and she's got that sequin blazer with the stars on it and she runs out there and mm-hmm. Ma- and man, Randy's torn. I getting goosebumps and Randy's torn <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do. And Sherry's out there, and it's just it's just great. And now you know it's just like anything else. I mean, he doesn't retire, but you know, then that rolls into them him proposing them to Liz, and then next thing you know, you're getting bit with a snake, and Jake the Snake sending sending boxes, I mean, presents to a to a uh, uh, wedding with snakes in them. I mean, you know, okay. what, what, what else do you need? What else do you need?
4: <laughs>
2: Sorry, I got on a tangent there.
4: Fantastic! That's great. Yeah. We'll, revi- we'll
3: revisit that later. Sorry. <laughs>
4: That's right.
3: Yeah, if man. You... Get... Yeah. So um, this, is be, this will be um, on the positive list. And uh, this happened on um, August 4th, 1997, on an episode of Nitro. And I, I, when I thought about this, this is one of those ones where I'm, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan. But the moment, I remember the moment. It was a live Nitro from the Georgia Dome. And for some reason, Lex Luger beat Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the title, even though it was a short reign. But at the time, you had from July to, you know, all the way through of 96 – it was like a year and a half. We had nothing but the NWO running rough shot. They didn't lose. They beat everybody down or you joined them, one of the two. And that was the first time that you saw a little bit of a chink in the armor of the NWO when Lex Luger beat Hogan. Was
4: that them. the same Nitro? Because I always forget if it's him or Sting, where the end of the Nitro is them celebrating the backstage, trying to yeah. wipe the NWO off the world title with, like, beer and <laughs> stuff. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I still don't know why they did that. <laughs> why they had Luger be the one that was good because they built up that thing. I mean, because that whole feud ended thing at, at Starcade. Correct but, uh, me if I'm
4: wrong, but is I, I, the end game? There was Luger ended up being the next major name to join the NWO, though.
3: Yeah, but I don't. I don't at that time, he was one of the few. You know, you had your diehard WCW guys, and he was the he and Sting, and you know the Horsemen and those guys, but. I just remember when he beat him. I was it was so unbelievable to me that it happened. I was just so happy. Well, I did I wasn't.
5: I wasn't happy that.
3: I know it was a Nitro, and I wasn't even. It wasn't so much that Luger won; it was that Hogan lost. That's what I popped for.
0: All right, is that everyone for five? Yes. All right, four. It's already been mentioned. It is WrestleMania 20 celebration in ring of Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Future looked so bright at the time. Number
1: four, uh, WrestleMania 20, 2004, Chris Benoit versus, or sorry, Chris Benoit defeats Triple H by making him tap and also Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match and then uh, the emotional <laughs> embrace. Imagine with that. The confetti falling
5: around. Well, I mean, I mean, you know what? End of the reign of terror. Mm. I mean, I don't
0: end know if of- anyone could ever end that. Pat, Four.
4: Number four, for me, might be my favorite moment in wrestling ever, which is funny, because it ironically has nothing to do with actual wrestling. Um, it was the night is this the boldest It was one of the boldest moves by Nitro, um, but just they, they pulled it off so perfectly, was when Hall and Nash attacked the backstage area and <laughs> just beat the shit out of everybody with baseball bats. Kevin Natch catches Rey Mysterio and Lawn darts him into a trailer. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Hart comes out, and he's pleading with the Horsemen and Sting and Luger. Uh, and there's a six-man tag match going on, and they are just wiping dudes out. Um, you know. and, uh, Scotty
5: Riggs.
4: Scotty, yeah, Scotty Riggs. Um, fricking macho man jumps on to the damn limo that they leave in and they take off at the limo and you can see him just uh, how he didn't fall off the damn limo <laughs> as they peeled out. But then not only to have a moment like that, where it looks like these dudes are legit hurting people, but the next 30 to 45 minutes of nitro was them just ambulancing people out, uh, Benoit and McMichael like screaming at people in the back, pushing refs, yelling about the NWO. People They're saying they, people saying they saw a third, <laughs> a third man. Um, it, it was so, it was so real. Like they Nobody called the cops. It was so not one. There were multiple nine one one calls to try and get the police to.
1: I got you. The show.
5: Yep.
4: It was unbelievable, and it was bold, and it was, it was amazing. It was, it was one of the best moments in, in wrestling history for me. It's just, it's just awesome. It's such good storytelling at the time.
2: All right. Uh, Jeff. Okay. Uh, my, this is four, correct?
5: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Um, my number four, um, I gave a old phone call to the old dad, um, and my dad said this had to be on the list. It is the fabulous Freebirds, Blind and Junkyard Dog. <laughs> oh South. my gosh! Mid South, nineteen eighty. Your dad would mid. say that. You're <laughs> never gonna see his baby. Um, my dad said, my dad said he watched <laughs> it on. He said, he, he said it came on channel twenty six, and he said he watched it. And, you know. I think we can all agree that wrestling has always been better when K kayfabe is real, but yes. or our kayfabe is alive. Um, he, he said it was nothing. He said just was, you know, for the time he said, you know, it was nothing like him. And then you also, you know, you still kind of, you kind of got, you know, that African American, you know, you know, wedge in there too. He said, it was just, he said, it was just nothing like it. Um, he said, blind him, he can't see his kids. And I, I was listening to Cornette, and Cornette said back in the day, he said, you know, he said people were he, – he said uh, almost like church offerings. He said people were, you know, writing checks and sending them down to the office down there, you know, because, you know, a, a junkyard was out of work. You know, he had a wife. He, he had a baby that was being born. He said it was just nothing like it. My dad said that – that, um, <laughs> my dad <laughs> – sorry. Uh My dad said the Freebirds were coming on TV with with the big glasses on and the sticks and 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 <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and acting like they were alive.
5: The oh, <laughs> hey, so hey, 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 hey,
3: hey Jeff, let me throw a little part into that story. That, Go ahead. I, I, I heard it on. I think it might have been on a corner. I was on a shoot podcast when that angle was going on. Apparently, somebody. Rushed up to the ring with a pistol at pointing it. And Junkyard was like, he had to keep selling the fact that he was blind. <laughs> but he was, he was, and then someone else grabbed the guy with the pistol, like a cop grabbed him. And he said he remembered he was thinking, Oh my God, I gotta, they're gonna shoot him, but I can't, I can't like give up the fact that I'm not blind. <laughs> so,
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. See, this is what wrestling is missing. Yes. K Fabe <laughs> is always superior. Yes, it's it gone is. and it can never come back. But it's you just, just need just a fans time. to try and last Boy Scout, I mean, everyone. It's like it's- when,
4: like when MJF is calling six year olds, uh, you know, names and making them cry. Like that's it. You're the best, man. Heal it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, number four. For me,
3: this is my second most infuriating thing ever in the history of me watching wrestling, and you guys all know from me growing up an NWA uh, fan and that I'm a begrudging uh, WWE watcher, and I always have been. I always considered it cartoon wrestling, and it was second best. So, um, in in 2010, was that it when it was announced that Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff were coming to TNA to kill it? I I I was so I I was almost done with wrestling for for permanently really I was like this is is Hulk Hogan just going to wreak havoc on every single thing I love and kill it because he's killed WCW now he's coming to kill TNA and he did he killed it and so, yeah, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan to T. Te- and how in the world they act like that was a good idea, I have no idea. The but,
4: you know. worst part is even the biggest Hogan marks like myself and Jeff will tell you, like you knew from the beginning, like this is bad. Guys, no. yeah.
0: we got heel Jeff Hardy out of it.
1: Well, hold on, I don't know. Orlando Jordan um, kind of falling, kind of, you know, gliding from the sky wrapped in like caution tape and then walking to an area like two feet away from the commentary table where there's some like frosted tip guy and a girl, and they, <laughs> and then somebody's spraying lotion on somebody
0: else.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I, what?
0: Ruined yeah, is TNA. That, is that uh, everyone it, for four? Yep, yeah. 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 start off. Three for me is I'm sorry, I love you. mm That one moment is better than all of Ric Flair's retirement because he didn't stay retired. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is few moments as perfect as that in professional wrestling.
4: Pat, three. Going to get the most heat of the night, I think. Um, But I need to explain myself, I think. And that is the Miz cash in on Randy Wharton. Mm. So, look. The best. times (laughs) in wrestling are when it's real. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching Miz on Real World. Mm
5: -hmm. I
4: remember watching everything with him leading up to it. And for every kid that grew up a wrestling band who wrestled their siblings in their living rooms who broke their parents' couches Sorry,
2: Mom. um, (laughs) Ditches.
4: Staples. the, The Miz personifies all of us. Cause that's not a dude that should have, or ever like would have made it. And even though he was supposed to be like the biggest heel and for a while there, he was the biggest heel in the company after winning that he, you couldn't help but see the smile and the tears. And it was, it's a raw emotional moment. Um, and it's just one of those things where like this is how I would feel if I ever won the world championship. Uh mm. and it, like in a way like Miz kinda did it for all the average fans and that's how it felt to me. So that's
2: why it's so high on the list.
0: Alright. Jeff, yeah.
2: three. Uh three. Again. Um I don't have to explain myself. You guys can kiss it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um WrestleMania six. Um, you got Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, the Ultimate Challenge. And um coming from a guy or from a you know, a kid, you know, Hogan just doesn't lose. I mean, he just doesn't.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: you know and he Dwight's Dwight probably threw himself, you know, out of a window or pulled all of his hair out. Um but yeah, the fact that Hogan lost, um, I I cried and I couldn't handle it and it was a life lesson on you know, adversity. You know what I mean? Hey, um, I had to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah I so. mean, you know, j- j- champion versus champion, um I just yeah. Yeah, it, it it was kind of everything. My brother liked Ultimate Warrior, I liked Hulk Hogan and oh. it just kind of it was like a clash of the titans. Well, uh, not, wor- not 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 working wise, but you know, just yeah. <laughs> you know. Your, your front running brother, of course, uh, well, Ultimate Warrior fan. Well, he's yeah, also tri- thing- He's also a Triple H mark for what's it for for what that's
5: worth, yeah. but
1: But the only thing I hated about that was that they had to do it in WCW, very very Mm -hmm. poorly, and that is like one of the very few wrestling matches that's painful to watch.
2: It was it was it was you know they tried to pass the torch from Hogan you know to uh, Warrior, and it just didn't work because Mm Hulk Hogan is the ultimate draw. Um, Yeah, Uh, Warrior screwed it up. He is.
3: Well, let me—if I may add my thing—I hated both of them, um, and because I, I was a Jake the Snake Macho Man fan, okay, in those days, so it didn't work because Ultimate Warrior was not Macho Man. All
0: right. Well, then Dwight, here's with the number three.
3: Number three, and the second—the um, the second of my positive, happy ones. Number two, uh, we'll go back, and I won't—I won't dwell on it very long because it's already been on the list. But other things that happened the same night. Um, was we had the last match of the heart foundation that night we also had the beginning of the streak as the undertaker made his debut at wrestlemania 7 uh, but it was miss elizabeth back with the macho man when when she rescued him as, at the end and from the beat down and just the conflicting emotions and, you know, n- to know now that they were actually divorced when that happened. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I believed it, man. I thought it was the great, I couldn't believe it, you know, cause miss Elizabeth was one of those like most beloved characters and she'd been done wrong. And, and for it to come back off. Oh, oh. And then of course, when macho, oh, when he holds the ropes for her, you know, to go out of the ring at the end, which he'd never done before. She, he always made her do that. That was cool. So yeah. All
1: right,
5: Ryan.
3: Um,
1: I'll just say so we can get on with this. Um, King of the Ring, 1998, the Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind. Matt's already touched on it. Others have already touched on it. We're good.
0: I'm mm-hmm. gonna uh, go ahead and start number two because this might be the one time I cried the most during wrestling, maybe ever. I'm willing to accept. All the criticism, Edge's retirement in 2011.
5: Good yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it speaks for
4: itself. I will go next on number two because my number two is Edge's return at this year's Royal Rumble. It's a good one. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll go full circle on that, um, cool. and the return itself was great. Just one of the all-time favorites, and um, just with that music hit, it was awesome. But really, what puts this moment wasn't the actual return, as much as the work that I got caught in. Um,
5: Fact, because
4: Fact. that was, and everyone was there and saw it, and I was, and I was the one.
2: It's a beautiful thing, Pat. Don't it's don't a, it's you know. A, it's
4: a beautiful thing and I genuinely don't think I've been caught up in a work like that since Samoa Joe turned and helped Angle win uh uh King of the Mountain. It's
5: an anniversary. Um anniversary.
4: that's that's probably the last time I really got caught in a work like that. And it just reminds <laughs> you why as a thirty you know, year old, thirty one year old, like I'm still here watching this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some moments like that that get you caught up
2: in it. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Number two. Um, number two um, in the wasteland that is WWE. Um, well, they say a clock's right, a broken clock, clock is right two times, you know, two times a day. Um, Mark Henry in 2013 in his retirement speech. Um, just from somebody. Well at that time, who was hitting the trails, I mean, absolutely hard, and for him to come out and, and, and give that speech, um, you just, you, you didn't question it at all, like, you know what I'm saying, I never thought, I, it was, it's weird, like, the first time ever, like, not the first time, but not like, for one I one second, I never even thought there was a possibility of it being a work, I mean, just, I just didn't, and I don't know if I was just blinded or you know just mark mark henry doesn't play games so you know like you know i I just had no idea any of that was coming and to go to that to go to that show um you know we drove up to philly and went to that money in the bank and to get there and be i got goosebumps now to be in the stadium um and and just listen like when he came out and like he was a heel, but I mean, he was just a face. Like, they cheered him so much. And a lot of that is Cena, and I'll get to that at number one. But, um, oh, no, the, uh, 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 they oh, cheered him they so work. much. And, and they, they missed, they missed the boat. But I mean, it just, it just was insane. Like, again, like WWE is bad and it's terrible. And, like, they just accidentally, I mean, they didn't accidentally because Mark Henry is great, but they just stumbled into just absolute gold. And it was just great on, on the behalf of Mark Henry. Somebody going to get their wig split. Ryan,
0: number two. Um, this one, my, uh,
1: this is my list. Um, so, the last Nitro was aired in 2001. Um, the late 2000s, we saw an emergence of TNA until Hogan and Bischoff came and ruined that. Um, but not since the mid to late 90s has... Um, has, you know, another promotion come along. Um, so, directly, um, I'm going to say number two is Chris Jericho's entrance from AEW Revolution in 2020. Um, oh, so it, was, it was a WrestleMania-type entrance, if you had to compare it to anything. Um, it, it pretty much showed... That you can go elsewhere and be and and be successful, the and and we all know this because we're all because we're all purists in our own way, um, but it, it it just showed everyone else that that the WWE and the machine that is that the Vince McMahon has created is not is is not the end of the world. Okay, you can go anywhere else. It is it is twenty twenty. Okay. And then the fact that J R says lifestyles change when you're not the champion when yes. you don't have the champion money. Yes. Um yeah. that that said chills and you have Jericho just walking down the ramp just for just for another match. Life's change. Um, worlds change. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um but it it just shows that the E is
4: not that, the end.
0: So excited.
4: I did. Uh- I did not put that on my list, but I watched that yesterday. It's got the that's the one with the choir for those of you guys that don't. Remember. Yes,
1: yep. yes, and you know the performance is spectacular. Uh, Meredith Bell was like the lead singer, but she put something out on Twitter just you know out of fun, and Jericho reached out to her, which I thought was which made this moment even even cooler for me. Um, but that is my number two. Yeah, Shivani says that's
4: that's the champions entrance. Like very, That's very, very very quietly as as he comes on the stage with Pride uh, Powerful. Yep, that is a mm-hmm. shame so good. Sentence.
0: All right, Dwight, what is the thing that makes you the most angriest in professional wrestling?
3: I will bet you that every one of you, if you thought about this for five seconds, could guess it. But let me just tell you: of all the monumental wrestling moments that I've seen live and watch happen, I saw this happen live. I took my remote and turned off the television when it happened. And that is when Shane McMahon showed up on Nitro. I turned off the television and didn't watch
5: oh my it. Because
3: oh, oh. it was over. Now, I was recording it. That's true. But still, I was, I was there watching it live. I turned off my television and said, I am not watching wrestling tonight. It, it so ended. It, it, was, it was a horrible day. It was a horrible day, and and even though it's, even though WCW was kind of a joke at that point, it was over for everyone. ECW was gone. Yeah, WCW yeah. was gone. It was all gone. You we were just 11. we were
2: just conceding,
3: right? Yep. And and so until MLW brought me back in a few, you know, in its when it started a couple months after that. No, I I turned I literally turned off my television,
2: which was great. My, my by the way, just we can get we can do an hour show on that, but yes.
0: All right, is that everyone for twos? Yep. Number one, I know we want to talk about these a bunch, but we do got to keep it small because we're way over. Ryan, number one.
1: I feel like I'm due this since we've been waiting for two weeks. Um, this is also one that blurred the line a little bit, um, but it is, the, it is the episode of SmackDown um, in Houston, Texas, days after the the horrific, terrorist attacks on September 11th, 2001. Um, I think we all hate Vince McMahon. He is the worst person on this earth at the moment. Um, But I think that his speech at the beginning, um, combined with every single member of your roster on stage, either holding a flag or crying, okay, his speech, and then you get Lillian Garcia, or sorry, Lillian Garcia's national anthem, um it if if you aren't an american then you friggin' better be because that will get me every single time it got me watching um it got me when i when i watched it when i was researching for this um and i'm not gonna lie it 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 got me uh vince says we will not live our lives in fear citizens of houston and texas and the united states are not afraid America's heart has been wounded, but her spirit shines like a beacon of freedom that will never be extinguished.
4: USA. USA.
0: I'm going to go next because mine is the singing of the national anthem two days after 9-11 on SmackDown. It was the Mm. first uh, mass gathering following 9-11 and everything that Ryan just said. So, uh, Pat, here's with your number one.
4: So, uh, I had a lot of problems with this one. Um, I first put, I love you. I'm sorry. But then I DQ'd it because of Flair's shenanigans after. Uh, (laughs) Then I had Benoit and Eddie at WrestleMania, and I felt like it was too close. I think even though it wasn't directly involving their deaths, I feel like we looked more fondly at that uh, because of their death. So I disqualified it. And I came to something I referenced a few weeks ago because I really went down the rabbit hole with it. I actually didn't see this live, but when Ron Simmons power slams Vader and wins the world title um, for WCW is my number one moment um, because I really think you look at guys like Rock. You look at guys like Kofi, Mark Henry. That is the moment that the door opened for African American wrestlers. Um, you know, it's the Jackie Robinson moment, if you will. Um, even though he wasn't like the first, you know, black wrestler, but you look back on how many guys held the world title. Um, you know, since is still a you know small number, but just. The crowd reaction and then going back and listening to guys like Flair and Arn and Sting talk about that moment um, recently. Really like, man, I could, I sat in my room listening to YouTube stuff, like, kind of like getting teary eyed listening to it. Um, So I can't imagine what it's like. We talked about the moment. If you watch the YouTube clip of it, a uh, dude running from like a, a black guy running from like the back row all the way up to the very front of Washington. Logan!
0: Hi. He
1: yes. has the number one.
4: So that's it. It's uh, Ron Simmons with WWE
0: World title. Uh, Caprice Coleman's thoughts on that are always what I go to. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi,
1: Logan. He has the number one.
5: Hey,
4: Daddy. hey buddy.
2: This is it Tokyo Pimp?
5: It is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Jeff, hit us with your number one uh, My number one is 2011 it is the CM Punk Pipe Bomb um, So uh, For me It was the guy For the indie guys And the purist um, It was our guy, CM Punk was our guy And for him to sit up there on uh, WWE, Vincent Kennedy McMahon televised show um, Live and drop Ring of Honor, in New Japan, like you know. I'm sure that went over a lot of people's heads at, at the time. You know what I'm saying? But to sit up in here and him to say this and how the company may be better off if Vince is dead, and to pretty much solidify everything that we're talking about now, and people getting bullied backstage and the culture sure. and and this and and this and that. Um, I also think that that uh, I'm I mean I'm not I'm not saying he oh, go ahead Pat.
4: Does the fact that it, he got all that greenlit to say not change the
2: emotion for you? No, no, it doesn't because I mean, you, you, he, you still got. I mean, someone else could have said it, and it probably wouldn't have been. I mean, he, he still put his touch on it, so it, it was still from the heart, and you know, and, yeah. I, and if I, I mean, and if you know, CM Punk, I'm sure he didn't say exactly what he told. You know, what I'm saying, I'm sure you, you know, but but for the fact for him to say that on, on national television, um. And I also think he kind of, and in Punk, you may disagree. You may like him, you may not. You may think he's this, you may think he's that. But for him to say all that on national television and just put it out there, um, I think he also kind of started this this other, you know, he might have put that little seed of inception, the thought in everybody's mind. Also, him for saying like, oh, and like Pat, I know you say he's insufferable, but just put, on, on that end, for him to even say like, you know what, well, I, I don't need wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to wrestle. I'll just go home. Um, I think that kind of also started. I mean, obviously, they didn't start AEW, but I think it just opened up wrestlers' minds to like, oh, well, like, man, like he just went home. But you know what I'm saying? Or maybe you don't need Vince. Maybe you don't need WWE. I don't know. I I, I could be you know stretching my arm because I'm reaching. But um, with that, and then also rolling rolling into uh, the Money in the Bank 2011 when when he beat Cena and the run that Cena was on, and he kind of was. For me, that that was it. I, that was my Dwight moment. I was like, if Punk doesn't win here, then I don't know when I'll watch wrestling because, like, that was he was the last hope. I mean, that that was, he was the last hope. Cena had buried literally everybody, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but he
1: but he did win the title on the following Raw.
3: That's right. Yeah, but he, the, the, be, the sorry, best was, uh, <laughs> there were there were like ten signs that says, "If Cena wins, we riot in that crowd that night."
4: <laughs> that place would have. Burned to the ground if if bungled Speaking of Seth Rollins.
0: All right, Dwight, you get you the last ever, one, ever one ever you happy wrestling. in professional wrestling.
3: Well, you know, and I it, I thought about putting all in here because it, of what it represented, but I'm going to save that for another list because that was kind of it's that's really cheating because that's a whole thing, but really the and it, so I went with happy, but more of like a just it's better when it's real. So I, I pulled up a little segment of this from uh, uh, WCW Nitro, September 14th of 1998 in Greenville, South Carolina, if you remember it. Uh, as Ric Flair said, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm almost embarrassed by the response when I see this. I know that 25 years that I spent trying to make you happy every night of your life was worth every damn minute of it. And if you remember, he, he's fighting back tears because they had a horseman reunion and Eric Bischoff said the horsemen were dead. And then he – so he has this whole moment where he's, he's not fighting back tears. He's crying in the ring. And then he cuts a promo on Eric Bischoff, which they were literally, literally suing each other at the time. And he goes, Bischoff, this might be my only shot. I'm going to make it my best. Is this what you call a great moment on TV? That's wrong because this is real. This is not bought and paid for. This is a real-life situation. They
5: were literally, literally
3: suing each other at the time. Yep. Just like the night in Columbia, South Carolina, when you looked at me, tears in my eyes and said, Gosh, that's good TV. That was real. Arne Anderson passed the torch, that was real. You think Sting was crying in the dress- dressing room like I was on T- if, if like it was on TV, if it was wasn't real. And then if you enter me, he says, Fire me, I'm already fired because Bishop tries to, Bischoff tries to stop him. I, I, I was cry I was blubbering right along with him when it happened. I was just like, Yeah, screw you, Eric Bischoff, Ric Flair Flair's the best. Of course they ended up burying him later. But
2: at that moment, Oh, no, man. no, Dwight, you're right, and then and then and then all, and then uh, Nash and Hall, and, and then they did, you know, made fun of Arn and all that. Because uh, imagine like X Clicks, the Click people doing Click things. But you know, we'll leave that for hey, another show.
3: So, it, so it came after that, and Flair just shot on Bischoff, but he got so worked up, he bit his lip, and his lip was bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just that it was so Greenville, South Carolina, Nitro. Yeah, horse- I
2: Greenville. forgot about that, Dwight. Damn, I forgot about that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. So go go watch it. That was a, that's a promo.
2: So there
0: you guys go. There's everyone's top ten real emotional moments outside of death and <laughs> professional wrestling. We've gone hella over here. We gotta really thank our guys of the production for everything and not just taking us off the air because really they showed showed we went forty over. So uh, for that we thank y'all.
2: Damn.
0: Yeah, I know. We're used for our so used to our Thursday seeing it at nine o'clock. So. With that, guys, like, share, follow, subscribe, find us on YouTube. All the videos are there as well if you can't get us on Facebook. Uh, Referee's discretion still on hold while we're getting our equipment fixed. I uh, believe that's So you. they're still
1: recording, though. Uh, TNA Hardcore Justice is on, uh, is in line. SummerSlam 2000 is in line. And uh, Chris Jericho's and Wrestling Rager uh, the first one is also in line. So, guys, keep your ears out for that.
0: So there you guys go. As always with these lists, put at 10. We're going to work our way back. Jeff, flash on the shirt, and we will see you all on Thursday. Thank you very much.
5: Mm-hmm.